Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the game industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to get your free pass to our next digital event coming December 8th, 9th, and 10th, where you'll have more great sessions you can participate in for free and inexpensive passes to our industry-leading digital business-to-business meeting system. Also, make sure to donate to Extra Life. We've got a link down below in the description, or you can even join the Indie Game Business Extra Life team. That link is down in the description as well. Here we go, Indie Game Business. Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all the speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. Hey, everybody. It's good morning here. It could be good afternoon. It could be good middle of the night where you are. Wherever you are, thank you for joining us for, once again, the Indie Game Business Sessions Winter 2020 Edition. This is our seventh digital event going back to early 2019, and they just simply keep getting better. It's our second one where we have speakers. And so over the next three days, we've got 30 to, I think close to 40 speakers that are going to be here covering all sorts of very awesome stuff on the business marketing and licensing of games. You can be watching this free wherever you are, Facebook, Twitter. We're having a slight issue with LinkedIn, but we'll get that fixed soon. Uh, YouTube, and Twitch, wherever you are, if you've got you know, questions you want to pose to the guests, pop them in chat. We'll see them. We have that. We have the technology. But I just wanted to get everything started off. Say thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting us. And most definitely, thank you to our two gold sponsors, Exola and Trail. We literally could not do this without you. So with that, I'm going to hand off to my friend Sean and his wonderful panel all the way from Nigeria this morning, talking about all of the wonderful events that have gone on and just basically unpacking 2020 because yes, this damn year is almost over. So yes, with that, take it away, Sean. Great, thanks, Jay. And it's a real pleasure to be here for this fireside chat where we're unpacking game jams and events in Africa and beyond in 2020. So should we start with some introductions? Uh, Oscar, would you like to go first? Yeah, hello. I believe it's morning there. Good morning to everyone. My name is Oscar Michael. I'm co-founder of Africa Communicate. And what I do at Africa Communicate is I'm the program's lead as well as the patient's lead. So Africa Communicate is a platform for African creatives. What we do is we bring creatives together and expose their creative works to the world and also connect them to opportunities for collaboration, 
for funding, for job opportunities, and the like. Uh, thank you. Great, and uh, Tosin? Okay, hi everyone, I'm Alua Tosin. I'm a game developer and also a co-founder of Africa Communicate. I work on partnerships at Africa Communicate, whereby we look to collaborate with individuals that their goals align with us in ensuring that creatives in Africa have the exposure they need and the right access to resources to create content for both local markets here in Africa and international markets. Great, and uh, Bolu? Hi guys, um, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Bulwatife and I lead the gaming community at Carry First. At the Carry First community, essentially we organize gaming tournaments, capacity programs to help game enthusiasts have fun, learn and grow. And before I joined Carry First, I, I started digital houses. We provided sales and servicing of gadgets online. And that was typically where I saw that Africans were very interested in gaming. Um, that's typically me, um, um, about me. Thank you. Great, and uh, I'm based in Cape Town, South Africa. I head up publishing partnerships and business development uh, at Carry First, uh, the largest mobile game publisher in Africa, where we focus on both regional and global deals. I've uh, previously previously spent the past 10 years as an entrepreneur with experience in investing and consulting, as well as in the events industry where I've done over 400 events across the public and private sector. Now, I think, especially with 2020, that events experience has uh, been quite useful. But the fact that everyone's watching this now, whether live or in the recording, means that you've been impacted as well with events being online. To say the years being unique is an understatement. Uh, so to start off, uh, Tosin, would you like to share a bit more about how things have impacted you from an events perspective? Tosin, you're currently on mute. Oh, sorry about that. Okay, so here it is. Um, virtual events have been the new trend recently with the pandemic this year. Um, although I would say virtual events can't totally replace physical events, but virtual events are here to stay because with virtual events, we now have more people having access to events which they would have traveled down to physical locations to actually attend before. And with this, it opens up this event to more participants and a larger variety of audiences. So I would say virtual event has been really, really eye-opening for a lot of individuals here in this part of the world. Because now we from here can connect to other events across the world. And it's really, really good for the game development scene here in Africa because this helps us to actually gain that exposure that we need instead of having to look for costs, uh, for travel costs and things like that just to attend these physical events. So yeah, virtual events are something that's very, very good for us. And I believe it's here to stay. 
Sure. And uh, Bolu, you've had an interesting experience because uh, you've experienced uh, in-person events as well as online. Can you share a bit more about both and how you've had to, I guess, adapt? Yes, so as I mentioned earlier during my introduction at the Carifers community, we organize game tournaments. And we are mostly focused on mobile gaming. So what we do is we go across um, across the country um, to different university campuses to gather game enthusiasts and, and of course organize game tournaments for them for to have fun. But since the um, beginning of the pandemic, um, we've had to um, close down that model, which was to travel around for physical events, and we've had to explore different means. And the means we've explored and we are currently exploring now is, is virtual events. Um, so we've we've had to communicate to our, our community members. We've had to um, leverage on, on, on P, P, um, one person against one person features on, on mobile phones and things like that. And, and to be very honest, the, the acceptance has been very incredible. We just concluded another tournament about a week ago, and we saw about 60% participation, more than what we had in, in the previous events before that one. And, and the trend for us typically is um, the, more, the more events we organize, the more participation we see. And typically, that's an indication that Africans truly have an appetite for gaming and they are ready to to participate in whichever means it it, it comes um, physical events virtual events they are open they are open to this thing and um, the other benefit is it's, it's given us a cross-border um, 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 means for for collaborations for participations especially so we can organize a gaming tournament for our community members here in Nigeria. We can also have community members from Kenya, community members from South Africa also participate and have fun. Um, so that's typically what has been very successful on our end. No, and it's been great to see. And uh, Oscar, do you have anything further to add? Yeah, not much, really, actually. But just like the others have said, um, the fact that the world went virtual with the pandemic in place is really something that, yes, it caused issues, but it has really opened opportunities for collaboration. It has also increased the rate at which people adopt the usage of technology in ways that were thought to be alien before. So Africa Communicate, for example, was successful because we were able to get everybody on board virtually. So there was really no barrier to entry aside data, internet, which is an issue. But still, when you compare that to the cost of traveling down, the whole um, process involved in having physical meetups and the likes, going virtual has really, really helped us break that barrier and has brought us closer together. Yeah. Sure. No, absolutely. And while this talk is mainly about uh, a focus on Africa, uh, just something to add that during obviously everything going online, uh, what Tosin touched on is having that accessibility to the rest of the world and uh, Meet to Match has been very supportive in terms of uh, providing me with thousands of dollars worth of tickets in order to distribute to developers uh, across the continent. And this is fantastic because what it does is it gives people the opportunity to attend conferences such as this 
uh, where they otherwise wouldn't have been able to if it was in person due to costs. And it's an opportunity to learn and meet potential investors and professionals. And that's fantastic, uh, just showcasing talent as well as learning. So Oscar, with a big smile on your face, I'm sure, would love for you to share how did Africa Comicate come about? Oh, okay. Um, Africa Comicate to me and the United States is like a dream come true because um, I personally have been in the gaming industry for like five years. We were among the first people to set up the gaming communities in Nigeria. For example, the Unity User Group, when Unity came down to West Africa, Nigeria, we were part of the first Unity Certified Training Center. And over the years, we've worked with, um, with partner organizations in holding events. We've also run hackathons like Global Game Jam. We've worked with West Africa Gaming Expo to bring both youth, teenagers, and even adults into the gaming industry and the creative industry in general. And um, what we noticed through time that there are some missing things there. There was a lack of collaboration. There was a lack of opportunity for Africa. And this little divide is what has kept this creative industry in the dark so far. And what we have today is a lot of small communities doing different things without them having the visibility, without them being out there in the world for the world to see their works. Um, the other day, Tosi did make mention of a game, Orion, which has been out since 2016, a very wonderful game, but just got recognition this year after about four years of being published. So th these are the things we tried to solve. These are the issues we realized in the industry that made us come up together to create Africa Communicate. That platform, that place where we can get creatives from, from the darkest colors, we can bring them out, get them to meet one another so that they could learn from each other, interact with one another, create stops, more quality stops, because collaboration allows you to do more. And even connect with industry stakeholders, partners, access to funds and more jobs. And that's what Africa Community is basically all about. So it's, it's a big excitement for us. It's a big win for us, because from the event, we were able to get positive feedbacks and people, it was like we answered the prayers of creatives in Africa. When it comes to gaming, there isn't so much out there. People just hear about games. It's more probably you're playing games to make money, which is mostly esports. But gaming, in the sense of game developers, animators, we're able to bring them out, get them to know each other, start stuff, and now they believe that there's more opportunities. And our communicate is going to work with them in seeing those dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I absolutely love the passion, Oscar. Thank you. And uh, Tosin, uh, do you have anything to add to that? Okay, just like Oscar said, Africa Communicate is a platform to celebrate the creatives and the games, the music, the comics industry. What we are looking at is to ensure that we foster collaboration amongst these creatives. Our joy at Africa Communicate is to see people from Kenya collaborating with people from Ghana in creating amazing projects that both we in Africa and outside the world there could be proud of. That's what we want to achieve at Africa Communicate. 
We want to see people work together. We want to grow together. We want everyone to come aboard because making most of this thing is not just one man's duty. It takes it takes a whole bunch of people to make these games work. So that's what we want to see. And that's why we are rolling out various events and opportunities for these digital creatives to work together and create projects for both the local market and the international market. So oh, yeah, sure, that's man. it. No, sure. And I'd love to ask, because uh, Africa Comic Aid was two weeks. Uh, Oscar, do you mind elaborating why it was two weeks? Yeah, actually, when we started our Africa Comic Aid, we came up with the idea to do a one-week conference, a one-week gameathon, which is going to involve conference, conference, workshops, training sessions and the likes, as well as panel sessions, followed by a game jam at the end of the week. And the next week, judges were meant to look at the games built and decide who wins under the various categories. We had six categories, and winners were meant to emerge. Um, this year, we got 22 games, 22 game submissions from across 12 countries in Africa, across Africa. People from Kenya, Mali, Nigeria, Ghana participated. And we had lots of programs planned for them. But we realized as we moved on, we realized one week was not enough. So I, I believe it's because we're doing something kind of new. We're bringing the industry together. There was so much content. There was so much interest. There's so much more we could do that we just had to do <laughs> a little bit more than we planned. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much more that we could do. People wanted more. So moving on, instead of just letting the participants relax while the judges actually went through the games, we had lots of talks around things you don't really hear, like mental health, how it's related to gaming. We had doctors coming to air their thoughts. We also went ahead to look at games built in Africa. Orion was one of the games that was playtested online. We playtest games built by Africans and showed them to the world. And then we had little game competitions. So we could have even extended it further, actually, but we just had to put a stop because we had a structure we were following. So, yeah, that's how it became two weeks. And now we can communicate is a two weeks event because we have so much we can't just compress into one week. And we want to ensure we're giving the community the best. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. No, thanks for that. And I guess the big uh, part of that is because you received so much support, which is amazing. Um, Tosin, can you share a bit more about this? Who came on board? Uh, there were quite a lot of uh, partners that I, I know of. Okay. For partners, we're really happy to have a lot of partners on board. We had, uh, we had four game publishers come on board to help us out during the game marathon. We had AHA Games, we had Ludic Works, we had Umbu Bondu, who provided $6,000 for the prize-winning categories. And we also had Carry Force to support us because they gave out tickets to Gamescon during the event. With these partners, it was much more easier for us to reach out to a large number of people. And a lot of people had access to industry key leads thanks to our partners and our sponsors. 
Great. Well, uh, on that note, obviously, Tosin just dropped out. Look, connectivity uh, does sometimes become a bit of a problem on the continent, but it's also the opportunity because sometimes we have that. Uh, but as I said, we, we keep moving. Um, during the talk, uh, both myself and Bolu, uh, we spoke at the event. Uh, would love to find out how you found the event and how did you interact with uh, those interested in chatting afterwards? Yeah, so um, we we participated at the Africa Communicate event and it was um, the first for me personally for a games conference on the continent. And it was pretty interesting. There was a lot of questions in between the session, questions typically around what the community is about. Um, and typically it was an, an opportunity for us to reach out to the micro gaming communities that exist across the continent. So um, it's my interest you to know that we have micro communities of PC gamers, of mobile gamers, of console gamers, all of them basically attended the event. And we as the Caribbean community was looking at how can we harmonize these people together while we are also building out our community so we told them what we do part of the things that we do is we organize gaming tournaments like i talked about and we select a mobile game and we coordinate a tournament out of it where winners typically get cash rewards or other form of rewards at the end of it we also organize capacity programs for our community members and the way we think about the capacity programs is that we do not just want to have a community of young people playing games having fun without essentially building substance um, so we built or we developed community programs like our ambassador skill obsession where we bring in um, experts in, in technology to have conversations around developing skills in a particular um, side of tech like like graphics design, like game dev, um, like writing codes and stuff like that. Typically for, for community members who are interested to to connect with these guys and essentially grow their skill and for those who don't have that skill to for them to begin a a a, a path in that direction we also organize our tmo programs which is our talking money and opportunity where we talk money and opportunity as relevant to young africans um so basically it was an opportunity for me to let let um, um game enthusiasts know about what we are doing at the community and and the the of it was we had a couple of people reach out to us after the event saying they they want to be part of of what we are doing because of course like you just listened it's very interesting and and the the, the interesting part is it's typically free to join our community it's it's typically free to join our community and and um yes we were so happy and and glad that we're part of of, of the africa communicate and definitely i'm looking forward to to more of of, of such events on the continent no, absolutely. And, and during the event and something that I spent quite a lot of time on uh, talking to developers globally, because it's not just something in Africa, but explaining things such as retention and analytics and why it's important and recommending certain uh, tools to do so. Because whether you're an indie developer, wherever you may be and you're starting out, it's so important to understand what is a publisher thinking why it's important and that can help uh when you understand this in terms of making the game and seeing how to hopefully get a publishing deal and talking about deals uh 
It's something that we look at doing when we look on the continent. We've already signed a game on the continent. Uh, shout out to uh, Kene Games uh, based in Ethiopia. We signed their game, uh, Gabetta, and hopefully there's many more to come. So Oscar, what I'd love to ask you is collaboration is so important and coming together. Um, I'd love for you to share if you've seen any further types of collaboration, uh, particularly in the entertainment industry. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I would link it to what um, Tosin was speaking in, in respect to partnerships, because collaboration and partnership work hand in hand, basically. And um, one interesting thing is, for example, with Africa Communicate, a lot of people were skeptical at first coming on board because there was the question of who are these guys, where are they coming from, has this event happened before, or are they just coming to make some noise and disappear? But I give a big thank you. I say a big thank you and shout out to everyone, including you, Gary, first, for believing in us and working with us and making it a success. Because the truth is, without the collaboration we had, without the partnership, we really, Africa Communicate wouldn't have been a success. And the success of Africa Communicate is proof to the fact that collaboration and partnership is needed to move the industry forward. If you look at the Nigerian entertainment industry, for example, which focus on comedy. Now, there are lots of comedy skits moving around on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and likes you find out that these comedians are gaining so much followers. They're becoming very fine. They are, they are getting a larger audience. Because of one thing, they use their art to promote more things beyond just comedy, and they work with one another. Uh, one of the such Nigerian comedians, Mr. Macaroni, was even featured at The Economist during the COVID period, basically. He used this comedy to educate people on COVID guidelines, how to stay healthy and the likes. And he partnered with other creatives there to share this. So what you get, the, the result is, you see these two people coming with their own audience, they bring the audience together. There's this interchange, there's this exchange of knowledge, exchange of interest, and then their following increases. Their reach also increases. And this is what we need in the industry. Right now, they are moving on. There's, their comedians are standing against sexual violence, for example, and you see comedians are collaborating with one another. This allows them to mix their audience. This allows them to pull in a larger crowd, a greater following, and this is needed. It's high time communities see that it's by working together we can form that strong rule, that strong union that can move this industry forward. No, absolutely. It's so important. And uh, Oscar, what I'd, I'd love for you to uh, share a bit more on what you believe the state of the ecosystem is. The, the ecosystem is actually something, um, how do I put it? It is an interesting one. Earlier, there wasn't much collaboration. Earlier, we had little people doing things that wasn't really known. But right now, there's been an increase in communication. Communities are reaching out to one another. People are reaching out to, they're getting more access to opportunities out there. Right now, people are becoming more aware that they are game publishers and you don't, it shouldn't be difficult for you to reach out to them because these people are looking out for you. So due to the recent changes, due to the events that have come up, there's so much development going on in 
the African creative industry in general. And we've had so many events come about that's proven this. We've had Africa Communicate, we've had Fagesi, we've had Jibambe in Kenya. We've had so much more, even hackathons and competitions, supporting creatives, teaching them, connecting them. So now is the time for people who are interested in these industries, stakeholders who have opportunities, who have interest, who have value to actually come and invest, look into this industry. Because we have the numbers, <laughs> we have the interest, we have the creative. So the market is there, the opportunity is there. You just have to look at how to use it in creating value for yourself and the world in general. No, absolutely. And in terms of just the entertainment scene, uh, Bolu, I'd love to ask you if you've got anything further to add because it's a, it's thriving, particularly in Nigeria, just based on what you've seen in the different uh, cities there. It's like each city is its own uh, country in and of itself. Hey, hi, guys. Um, so I, I saw a comment. Of course, I know you are going to respond to that question. Where, When we're talking about Africa, it feels like we talk about Africa as, as a country. Meanwhile, it's a continent. So um, FYI, um, Nollywood is is the movie industry in Nigeria, and it's it's actually the largest in Africa and, and one of the largest in the world. And one of the interesting things that now we see on the continent is that there's an increasing um, production of, of local content. And it's not just produced, there's also an increasing consumption of this local con content. Um, platforms like Netflix host some of the local content. Um, we have platforms like Iroko TV host some of these local content. And they are not just consumed internationally, they are also consumed locally. And it might also interest you to know that data is quite expensive in africa so africans are, are overcoming barriers like expensive data to go ahead to consume what they enjoy they are consuming local music they are consuming local film they are consuming local games also um carry first trivia is a local game that launched about um officially 2019 and accumulated over 1.5 million downloads in barely 18 months and that was um that was interesting because typically that kind of result hadn't, hadn't existed on the continent before now. So there's an increasing demand, especially looking at these trends. And, and it's interesting to know that there is more demand for, for local games. Um, Africans are looking at games that represent them. They are looking out for games that actually tell the stories that they can relate to. They are looking out for games that are actually developed by people that they can talk to, that they can have some level of influence on the game production and things like that. Yeah, so um, there's 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 a future for gaming on the continent. Um, there is there is more demand, I believe, for gaming events that than is currently supplied. And I would I would back that up by saying that we just finished organizing one game tournament, for example, and there's already clamor that they want another one within the same month so there's typically these are typical proofs that there's there's increasing demand for local content and we think that it's high time for for um, um investors outside of the continent for game studios outside of the continent to begin to look into africa and do interesting stuff with us on the continent for sure and i see tosin uh welcome back uh, i'd love for you to share uh just your views on the state of the ecosystem
I'd like to say that the Af gaming industry generally in Africa is getting there. We are not where we are, where we want to be, but we are not where we used to be. A lot has been going on. We've had developers create games that won awards, the likes of Orion, and we have a couple of people doing amazing things in different places. But what I would like to say is the educational structure for game development in Africa is not there yet. I believe we need a structure to actually help people transition into game development much more easier than the way it is currently. So I believe with more companies coming in and more opportunities for game developers to learn, it would be much more easier to create content and work on projects because if we have more and more people on board, we should have more and more games produced. But right now, I believe we are still growing as an industry in Africa. Sure. And Oscar, what I'd like to ask you is, we've, we've seen the success of Africa Comicade in 2020. What everyone wants to know is, will there be one in 2021? Definitely. Definitely. Africa Comicade is not a one-time one event. And Africa Comicade is going to come back 2021. And it's going to be bigger better and more valuable to all stakeholders the creatives the partners we're looking at how to increase more value across the chain and we are also by 2020 january 2020 we have a series of events that we're going to use to keep the community alive and aware of opportunities things that we as africa communicator are working on and also things happening out there in the world because we can't change the industry alone. we're going so we're going to connect people more uh, Africa Communicate Gamaton 2021 is scheduled to hold in September 2021. And what we're looking out for is to get more speakers on board, experienced stakeholders, people that have been in the industry, to educate creatives and creatives on a series of topics, fields that are not really explored. So we're looking for speakers, we're looking for partners, we're looking for opportunities, funding for game developers, job opportunities, and not just game developers too, animators, creative writers and the likes, exile developers, because Africa Communicate is all about African creatives. So it's going to be bigger next year. We look out for lots of partnerships and sponsorships as well. And we'll be pulling, rolling out a series of events from the fellowship to the game at to many, many steps. No, and I personally will be sure to introduce you to some speakers, uh, it's great to play my part personally to help out Africa Comic Aid. And uh, we'll also introduce you to Meet to Match, who are a part of this event, and also Fedor and Romy. Uh, Fedor, I, I always appreciate the support, and I see you have given one of the questions, which we'll get to at the end. And uh, thank you just to everyone who's so far listed some questions. As I said, we will be listing it at the end. Uh, you know, but it's just great to see so much support and more momentum that we can gain for 2021. So speaking of 2021 and just discussing plans forward, uh, going forward, I uh, would love to hear everyone's thoughts. Uh, Bolu, do you have any final thoughts in terms of uh, going through to 2021? 
Yeah, so um, what I see as the future of events, gaming events in Africa, in Africa is is hybrid events. And by hybrid events, I mean a mix of physical and, and virtual events. Um, the pandemic um, brought a um, imposed lockdown on us for about over four months here in Nigeria, for example. And the honest truth is it hasn't taken away the desire for humans to physically interact and socialize with one another. Virtual events does not bring that feel. People still want to look at their opponents in the eye and promise to beat them in the next match and, and make fun and have fun and, and share drinks together and laugh and, and just enjoy themselves. People want to still be able to do that physically, not just on, on, um, on social platforms. Um, people want to do that. So that's, that's like one key thing. So that's why I say that. And I believe that the future, of course, is, is hybrid events. And another thing I see as the future is I see more local content, more local content being developed on the continent, more local games, more local develop, um, game, um, game devs, more publishers, more, more game curriculum on the continent. And of course, this wouldn't happen if we don't get as much collaborations and as much partnerships. And, and that's typically why I believe we're having this panel session to sell or to make you understand that there's an interesting um, um, community currently being built on the continent and there's and, in, and then there's interesting activity that you should begin to tap into on the continent. No, thanks, Polly. And uh, yourself, Oscar? Yeah. So what I can say is um, 2021, in my opinion, Africa is ready. <laughs> Africa is ready to take on the challenge of growing its creative industry and creating quality content that the world can consume. <laughs> so we are ready. Just as Bonu said, there's a need for a mixture of both virtual and physical events. And we're ready to pull that on. We have communities. We're not yet there, but we're ready to get there. And to just keep it short, if you could support us in getting us to where we are going, please join us. Africa is ready. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and yourself, uh, Tyson? I would say 2021 is going to be a very, very big year when it comes to collaboration, because I believe moving on, collaboration is going to be the major thing that will drive game development in Africa generally. I want to see various companies coming to Africa to help and support, as well as work with the local developers we have here to create content for the local and international market. So 2021 is going to be a big year with a lot of events and collaborations as much as possible. Uh, sure. And and personally, uh, my thoughts are, I just want to see more success stories on the continent. I want to see more developers getting great deals, getting their games out there. It's exciting times. Uh, there was actually something announced today, so I can actually share it, is that uh, a studio based in Cameroon uh, just received international funding, which is amazing to hear because ultimately, uh, more success stories, more studios getting invested in, getting the opportunity to grow their team and grow their company and their product offering. It's great for everyone. So shout out to uh, Michelle and the team 
uh, based in Cameroon. You're doing great work. And I'm hoping that in 2021, we're going to see more of those uh, scenarios, more of those uh, success stories, because if we can build on that, we can grow as an ecosystem, continue to collaborating as well. It's so important and just have a lot of time for those in the scene and those wanting to, to grow. And I think on that note, there's a few questions and would like to just take some time uh, try answer for myself as well as with the team. So we have one from uh, Ryan Waller. What do you see? What do you all see as the biggest need that African developers need from publishers? Okay, interesting. So I'll start off with that, and then would love for everyone else to share. So what I briefly mentioned before: education is so important. Explaining certain aspects about what publishers are looking for. And just creating the time and having that patience because you need to nurture talent, you need to nurture that uh, the developers and, and be patient and supporting them. Uh, one of my highlights of the year was chatting with a developer about their Steam contract. And while we don't focus on uh, Steam because we are a mobile game publisher, uh, I was quite happy to help this person out because ultimately providing that level of support is so important and just being there to mentor and nurture uh, the talent across the across the continent. Uh, Tosin, would you like to add to anything there as a developer yourself? Yes, I feel one of the things African developers need to understand is the monetization aspect of creating games. Because I feel most developers just want to build games. But the process that comes with publishing the games and monetizing, it seems to be a major issue we have here in this part of the world. So I would, see, I would love to see publishers come in and bring in various ways by which these developers could help themselves to monetize their games and also making their games reach a wide variety of audiences. Not sure. And uh, yourself, uh, Bolu, uh, do you have anything to add? I think we've lost. I think we've lost. Bolu well, um, um, just to add to what I think mentorship. Um, um, publisher. Yeah, Polly, we, we're going to move over to Oscar. Uh, we lost, we've lost you. Oscar, do you have anything to add? Nothing really much. I'm just going to reiterate what you have said because you've said it all. What African game developers need is education in all aspects because the majority of us learn through mocks online, YouTube. LinkedIn, that's how we get the courses. We use the learning how to build game. There's no structure. So we need education beyond just even building the game, but in business, in finance, in the legal aspects of developing a game and running a business, we need education in that aspect. Then we need mentorship, like you said, with patience. You're nurturing talent here. The talent is here, the talent is raw, 
but there's no structure for it to grow and blossom. So if you really want to get the best value, you must be ready to patiently watch these developers evolve into that triple A quality we're all looking out for. And then finally, of course, funds, because the economy of Africa is growing. I won't use the word struggle, so the economy of Africa is growing. So funds are needed so that they could collaborate more with one another and they can focus more on their art than just looking for, struggling to survive physically. Yeah. Sure. And so next question uh, we have from uh, the man himself, uh, Fedor. Oh, we'll go with one with Ryan and then we'll come back to uh, Fedor's question. So what, what are gaming hubs in Africa? I was only really aware of Nigeria. So what I'd like to do is uh, put it to the guys from Nigeria first, and then I'll share a bit more about exposure uh, on, the, on the continent. Uh, so uh, Bolu, uh, which certain hubs have you noticed and how, is, how has things been in Nigeria, but a few others as well that you've seen? I think Bolu has a bit of a lag there, so we'll go to uh, Oscar. Okay, yeah. Uh, when you speak about Nigeria, there are lots of ups. Yes, we had um, startups as early back as 2012, raised funding to create gaming knees and ups where people can come. And a couple of them have folded up, some are still working. And they're going strong. I know of Malio. Malio is a very, very strong game. Up. They also hold events that allow gamers come together to play. We have small game startups that allow people to come to like a gaming lounge and play, get as, uh, access to game resources and the likes. We also have Cape Gaming, which is where I am currently. It's a gaming hub in the mainland of Nigeria, and they're growing a community of their own, which is also becoming strong. So those are the ones I know. Outside, outside Nigeria, Ghana has a game up as well. One circling around um, Letty Arts. They actually have an interesting game developer community there. I know Zambia has kickstarted one, which involves Site Kube, Waza, and some other game developers. Then there's another strong community in Kenya. These are the ones I'm very much aware of. In other countries, they are developing. I know we, we, we also connected with a gaming community in Senegal, where we had a Mohammed join us from. And they're doing stuff, but that's what we're out there to do. There are these communities. Some of them don't have the ability to really showcase themselves to the world. And that's what Africa Committee is working on, to bring them to the spotlight. No, absolutely. And yeah, great. Well, what I'd like to do is uh, address uh, Fable's question. Quite a long one, so give me a moment to read it out. Um, I noticed that when people are talking about game development in Africa, they are talking about Africa, whereas in all other regions, people are talking about the state of industry in their country, not continent. Is it necessary to see game development in Africa as a continent because it needs to mature more? and have more impact in the world? Or should we start talking about the different countries and their respective special influences on games? And that's a great point, uh, Fedor. Often a lot of people ask me about Africa and talk about it as if it is uh, a country when in fact 
It's a continent comprising of 54 countries. And uh, if we were then going to talk about each individual country, because each country has its own flavor, its own strengths, and its own developing opportunity. I think because it's such a, not a new market, but a market where we need to collaborate together. Personally, I feel like addressing it internally is great in terms of specific countries, but speaking about Africa and getting those in different countries and different leaders in the industry coming together, that's, we united, we're all Africans. Uh, I don't know if Oscar, you have anything to add to that? I totally agree with you. I couldn't have said it better. Um, yes, the different countries have their own specific challenges and they have their own specific way of addressing and developing. But the thing there is we have this, except in some few countries that don't have any background or any structure yet. We have structures in these different countries. And the challenges in the industry are very, very much similar across Africa. So what that means is, yes, you need to tweak it to some countries. Solutions for Africa can work for Africans. And Africa is one. Yes, we're a continent, but we're like one big happy continent. And that's what we're trying to get here. If we can all come together, since we share similar problems and we share similar ideals to grow, if we can come together and prefer solutions, these solutions can now be taken back to the individual countries and everybody grows. We don't want to create a kind of dependency where just one country is developed and everybody is moving there. No, we want, we want a healthy competition. Let everybody start growing. Then we can learn from each other. This person's mistake, this person's success is what we feed up and we build ourselves and we exchange. That's why we prefer to look at Africa as one. We're one family. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and it's something that I definitely noticed, uh, particularly with Africa Comicade. And it was not just, as you mentioned earlier on in our uh, chat, about it being like a Nigerian uh, game jam, but rather being an African game jam and many just countries involved. And I think that's what made it so exciting. Uh, I just want to check, uh, Polo and uh, Tosin, do you have anything to add to that before we get to the next question? Yes, I was going to say that um, as much as we have specific challenges across the different countries, we also have more common problems than specific ones. Um, common problems like um, payments, for example, like you can talk about payments and you know that like it's one common problem across so sometimes when we talk about gaming and we talk about Africa, it's because we understand that we have more common problems than specific ones. So while we are trying to resolve that one problem, we're trying to resolve it for everybody. We're having conversations about it um, for everybody. Everybody on this panel, for example, are Nigerians. Um, but then we are speaking on behalf of the gaming community in Kenya. We are speaking on behalf of the gaming community in Ghana. The same way too, the guys in Ghana might be having a panel session somewhere. They'll be talking about the gaming community in Ghana while they're also talking about the one in Nigeria and the one in Egypt. So it's like a collaborative effort for us to raise our voice as one to talk about the challenges and how we can solve it for everybody equally. For sure. And so I'm unofficially Nigerian, but I am South African, Evolu. So not all of us, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tosin, do you have anything to add there? <laughs> 
What I would just like to say is the unity in Africa is one of the factors that drive us to collaborate together. And I believe if we all can grow together, it would make everything much more easier for us to achieve. We are one in Africa, just like Oscar said, and I believe if we address it together, it makes much more sense because we have a lot of problems that are common to each country. So here, addressing game development in Africa as one is something I feel it's okay. Sure, and uh, the next question that we have, uh, it's just basically spoke about how can individuals help with promoting the African games industry? Uh, Oscar, would you like to take that one? Okay, okay. Um, it's simple and yet difficult. <laughs> it's simple because what we need are strategic partnerships. And what that means is um, coming out there, bringing value, in funds and in kind, emphasis on kind, because we don't just need money. We also need ways and um, channels we could use this money. We need knowledge. Like I said, we've said we need education, we need connections. So in funds and in kind, bringing all of this and working with strategic partners. Strategic partners, again, because you need to be working with the right people. Yes, there are communities out there and everybody is working for the development, but you need to work with the right people to reach out to the right people, basically. Because what we are doing right now, um, many people have tried, okay? What Carifost is working on, being the publisher in Africa that is bringing creatives, we've had publishers before, but how do I put it? Not everybody has been able to bring this much impact. So if you're coming to help Africans, and you're coming in with cash or in-kind education, partnerships, stuff like that, you also need to seek out the right sets of partnership that can allow you actually affect, uh, affect and change the lives of these creators. Um, that's what I think I'd say. So reaching out to the right people. <laughs> no, absolutely. And uh, that ties in really nicely to our last point. And unfortunately, this panel is coming to a close and i say unfortunately because it's been so much fun uh, so the last comment that we have is uh, just from ryan saying so really uh mentoring on how to build a sustainable business for your studios yeah absolutely it's it's crucial and we believe that if we're going to see more of that uh we'll see more of everyone coming together and a thriving ecosystem hopefully one success story at a time and on that note, I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone for watching and listening. And thank you to uh, my so-called guests for joining me on this. And yeah, I want to hand it over to Jay as well. Yeah, I mean, that was great. I mean, absolute wonderful kickoff for, for this. So I'm really glad y'all were able to join us. And I sent you a note, so make sure that you're on the Discord so I can add your, your guest to the show role and we may have additional questions on there as well so for everybody else uh the stream is going to shut down for about three minutes while we reset it for the next talk next we have let me look at my schedule how to improve your game's retention and monetization through data-driven experimentation from naman jane so that's going to be I, I always feel like i get good sessions if i don't 
fundamentally understand what they're going to be talking about when they say it. That's how I know that I'm surrounding myself with people smarter than me. So, but thank you all so much. I mean, I know how hard it is to run a live event for three days. I cannot can imagine running one for two weeks. So uh, much respect there. But to everybody else, make sure you follow us wherever you are. You're going to get an update for the next three days because we've got much more of this coming up. And I will see you all shortly. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business.